0: Well, hello, and good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is another episode where we will look at this Revelation Road series, where we're trying to dig into Revelation one little bit at a time, one bite at a time, and see what is all involved, because we do believe That we are living in the times of the end, in the last days, and that is very evident in many ways. And the Bible has told us much about revelation, about what's to come, about how to be prepared. And so we want to try to um, look into those things that God has told us a little bit at a time. So welcome to you as you tune in. Today I'd like to look at lesson five and I wanna talk about the blessing of the trip. Um, And I wanna go back and just do a brief review. Welcome as you are coming on board. In lesson one, we talked about the two destinations and how each person must choose now and choose wisely because there are only two eternal destinations. And we talked about those in detail. We talked about the importance of the Lamb's Book of Life and how your name is found there and why it's so critical that it be found there. So that's what we covered in Lesson 1. Lesson 2, we talked about understanding the Book of Revelation in similar fashion to thinking about it like this, Back to the Future. In other words, it's kind of written in code somewhat, and that's why some people hesitate to read it. But the, much of the code is found in the Old and New Testament, and they fit together like a hand in a glove, and it's perfect. And we have to understand the whole counsel of God to be able to see what God is saying in Revelation. Then in Lesson 3, we talked about what the apocalypse or what revelation means, and it is the unveiling or revealing something that has previously been hidden from view, although it's been there all the time. And we looked at how, for instance, Daniel was told to seal it up, but now John is unsealing. John is given the fullness of the revelation. We also looked at how when it says these things must quickly come to pass or shortly take place. We talked about how that's referring to labor pains and how when when real labor begins, that baby is coming shortly after. It's not going to be long. We also looked in that lesson about the puzzle pieces. We see how God is sprinkled throughout his entire word just like a big box of puzzle pieces, all the pieces necessary, and the joy for us is to dig into the box, into the Word of God, and connect those pieces because they do go together. It is one book. Then in the last episode, I discussed the trip itinerary, uh, itinerary. Excuse me, and I looked at Revelation one nineteen, and that gives us the outline to follow. He he divides the book into three specifics there. He says, what you saw, talking to John, this is Jesus talking to John. He says, write what you have seen. That's chapter 1. Write the things that are. At the time of John's writing, the things that are were the the churches of Revelation chapter 2 and 3. And we are still living in those days right now, but they are drawing to a close very quickly. And then the last thing that he says, as far as division for the book, is the things that will be after this. And that takes us from chapter 4 all the way through chapter 22. So we're going to look at those in a moment. But today, I'd like to explore the worth of this trip. Why is it such an important journey for us? Why do we need to take this? In Lesson 6, we'll begin to look at the first part of that outline, and we'll look at, at Revelation chapter 1 in a little more detail. But right now, I just want to read Revelation 1, 1 through 3. And it says this, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. And we've talked about that in previous lessons. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. For the time is near. And we're really going to focus today on lesson three there. I mean, on verse three there. In verses one and two, we talked about those in lesson three primarily, how John is given this revelation to tell us the rest of the story. In other words, we were kind of left hanging a little bit with the Gospels and the the first chapter of Acts because... It wasn't completed. It wasn't fully completed. Jesus himself left us hanging in one place when he quoted Isaiah 61. He quoted a portion of those verses and then he closed the book and said, today this is fulfilled. But he stopped and he stopped mid-sentence because there was a part, there's a cliffhanger. There's still more to come. And so now we get to the end of the book, and this book that is included, the book of Revelation, gives us the rest of the story. It explains the rest of history. It tells us about all the things that Jesus and the other prophets said that were not yet fulfilled, but they were prophesied, and so they were going to be fulfilled. So John gets to see that, and he records it for us. And so this is the rest of history. Now, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, you can see, particularly in the Old Testament concerning the first coming of Jesus, you see many prophecies, many, many. And every single one was fulfilled to a T. Not one was missing. But there were many other prophecies that had yet to find fulfillment. And those were concerning his second coming. And they're not yet done. But John sees and writes how and when they will occur to some degree. And he gets this by the divine revelation of God delivered to him through the Lord Jesus himself. Also, notice Verse 2 speaks about what he saw. So that carries us back to the outline of verse 19, which tells us that that's the first part of the outline of the book of Revelation. Now, I really want to focus on verse 3 for the rest of our short time together, and it won't be long here. But I want us to talk about this promised blessing to all of those on this particular book. Now, I've, I've heard many teachers on this and all agree that this may be the only book in scripture that gives a specific blessing for reading it and for understanding it. So let's talk about that. It has a promised blessing. Looking at this, I named it Revelation Road In a sense, just because we're taking a journey through the book, we're trying to understand it. We're trying to uh, see how all of these things are coming together. And we'll talk in a moment about why that's important. But as a trip, what's the worth of doing this trip? You know, you can take trips all over the place. You can go different places or whatever. And there's always a purpose. There's always something that makes that trip worthwhile to you. It may be to visit family, it may be to help out a friend, it may be to go sightseeing or take a vacation and get some rest, but there's going to be something that makes that trip worthwhile or you wouldn't take the journey. And so the book right here in verse 3 gives us a blessing. In other words, it makes the trip worth taking. It tells us that all who will pay attention to this and who will be involved in this journey through revelation and understanding the book and understanding what it's saying it will be worth it to you so the blessing is given to all who will do three things read the book hear the book and keep it that's what it says so let's let's examine those it says first of all it's given to those who will read it so first let's let's understand that that means Even if we don't understand it all and we don't know exactly how it all fits together, we still need to read it. We do not need to ignore the book of Revelation. A lot of times, the one book that comes with that special blessing on it is the same book that most Christians try to ignore and don't ever read. And he's telling us here, no, we need to read it. Now, let's look at that word read. In the Greek, the actual word itself means to know again. In other words, it signifies reading it not just one time, but over and over. It signifies repetition. It, it indicates that the knowledge is coming more and more clearly and the ability to understand it because you are reading it again and again, not just once. Then it says there's a blessing to those who will hear it. Now, that can mean literally hearing through your ear. So it should be, in essence, being taught and proclaimed, especially as the time for its fulfillment draws even closer than it is. And we are getting closer and closer every single day. But in saying that, I do want to issue this one caution. And that is this. Make sure you are hearing it from trusted sources. Lots of people may proclaim different things about the book of Revelation today. And lots of people are trying to give their own interpretations and that kind of thing. So I want you to be like the Bereans. Study the word of God for yourself. Don't just take my word or anybody else's word. But with everything, we are to test it. How do we test it? As a matter of fact, John even says in his epistle, test every spirit. So anytime you are hearing anything uh, being broadcast, you're listening to sermons, whatever it may be, always be like the Bereans and study it out. Search the scriptures to see if these things are true. That's what they were commended for. And we've got to test it. So we test it the way they did. We test it first and foremost by the Word of God. Search the Scriptures. Does it match with the whole counsel of God? Is this in connection with all of the rest of the book? Because it will not violate itself. It will all connect together. And then we test it by the Spirit of God. Every Christian that truly is born again has the Spirit of God living within them. There, There is that indwelling of the Spirit of God for the believer. And that Spirit of God will bear witness with you. And, you know, sometimes you might feel something, some check in your spirit like, nah, this isn't right. Something's just not quite right here. And you know that you, there, there's something there that is like a, a red buzzer or an alarm that kind of keeps going off inside. That's the Holy Spirit of God checking you. That's the Holy Spirit bearing witness inside your spirit. So there is a witness of the Spirit of God that allows us to test Things that we hear, things that we read, etc. But this word for hear in the Greek is talking about not just having an ear that, that, you know, it flows in one ear kind of out the other. No, it's not that at all. It literally means to hear and give audience to or to attend to it, to consider what has been heard, to not be deaf or deafened. You don't deafen your ears to it. It's in Revelation in chapter two and three, we'll see this phrase repeated many times. He talks about to him who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church or to what the spirit is saying. And so it's talking about an open ear. Every person has an ear, you know, for hearing. That's what our ear is for in the natural. But he's (coughs) excuse me. He's not talking about that. <clears throat> He's talking about an open ear. I want to give you a couple of passages to look up that tie to this and help us understand it. One is found in Deuteronomy chapter 29 verses 2 through 4. Deuteronomy 29, 2 through 4. <clears throat> and in that passage, Moses is telling them That because of your hard hearts, because of your rebellion, you have closed eyes and closed ears. You will not see and you will not hear. It's your own doing, but that's the consequence of that. You're not going to be able to see and you're not going to be able to hear. Then in Ezekiel verses, or chapter 12, in Ezekiel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Ezekiel has this same idea. It's because of rebellion that you won't hear. He says, you are a rebellious house. Therefore, you have ears that are not hearing and eyes that are not seeing. And then in Zechariah chapter 7, verses 11 through 12, Zechariah seven eleven through 12, same concept here. It's talking about the open ear versus a closed ear. I'll never forget. One time when one of my grandchildren was small, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four years old, and I had to correct this child, and this child didn't like that. He he did not want to hear me. He went over. I remember. I I, I thought it was it was so kind of cute, but it wasn't cute in the sense of him, in what he did. But it was cute in the way he thought he was handling it. He um I had corrected him about something, he didn't like it. So he runs over and gets in a chair away from me and he puts his ears up on I mean he puts his hands up over his ears so that he was closing. He was doing what? He was closing intentionally trying to close his ears because he didn't want to hear what I was telling him. And so, you know, we dealt with that and, and all of that and everything is good. But that's the image that we have here is that, you know, it's like a child or somebody getting corrected and they don't want to hear it. So they don't want to hear the truth. So they're going to shut their ears to it. And and we've got to have open ears to be able to really understand the word of God because we won't receive it otherwise. So the blessing will come on those who read it, those who hear it with open ears And those who keep it. And this in the Greek is talking about to watch over or to guard it. It can even include to detain in custody. To guard from loss or injury. To keep an eye upon it. To note it. To attend to it and take care. To observe it and reserve it. So I'd like to just have you consider these as some applications For keeping this book, first of all, to note it, to note it as being important and relevant to me today. It's important for me to understand and to read and to know. It's important for me to spend time in, but it's also relevant. It applies to me today. It's relevant to the times that we are living in. Then also consider this application to keep an eye out. In other words, we are supposed to be watching. Jesus commanded us to watch and to pray so that when we see these things happening and understand that they are going on and that we are in that season, we will be ready. It also can apply to us by attending to the warnings and the instructions found here and connecting with all of Scripture. In other words, that we take it seriously and apply its truths and its warnings to our life. It can also apply to us that we are to, in fact, seek to understand it, study it, and compare it with all of Scripture. We also need to treasure it. And lastly, possibly even defend it, or at least be established in understanding it and in the position that we take regarding that understanding. So giving a defense for it, understanding our position based on what it says, not just our ideas or anybody else's ideas, but through diligent study and reading recognize what it says, what it means, and then establish our conviction based upon that so that it will work in us and it will accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. So we need to be able to settle our minds on it and then possibly even be ready to defend its truths if needed. There's much Um, today that is trying to challenge various positions on various topics that are spoken in the book of Revelation and ways that it may or may not apply. So we need to understand it to be able to then defend it. Same thing with contending for the faith and contending for the gospel as well. We need to have a good, clear knowledge and understanding of what God's Word says what the good news of Jesus Christ is, and then be able to defend that when needed and certainly understand it for ourselves. So the person who does exactly what verse 3 there says, the person that will read it, will um, hear it, and will keep it, is guaranteed a special blessing. Guaranteed. So let's consider what that could be. Well, I believe it could apply in many ways. First of all, by reading it, hearing it, and keeping it, as we've discussed earlier, it will help keep us from error and false teachings because we are living in a day Peter warned us about this, and he said there will be much deception, many false teachings. Jesus said the same thing. He said the very first thing he said was, do not be deceived in these days when these things are starting to come to pass. So it will help keep us from error and false teachings when we get into the Word of God, including this book. That's one of the greatest blessings it will give us. It will also definitely prepare us and help us to get ready. We will understand its main points. We will understand how it applies to us and what we need to do in response. It also will provide comfort and hope for us because we will then understand what's ahead That this life is temporary and what's ahead and is coming and is promised that is coming to pass is eternal. So it will give us guidance to our destination. It will also give us comfort and hope while we wait here to see these things happen. And it will also motivate us to do God's work now. And to not waste our time or lallygag around. But it will give us that motivation to be about the Father's business. So, this key verse is leaving us with these things, I believe. Wrap up here. The importance of reading it over and over, not just one time. Hearing it with open ears to truly listen and obey. And keeping it like a treasure not forgetting it, not losing it, not letting it be stolen from us or, or, un, or the understanding being taken away through error and false teachers. It also <clears throat> will provide guidance for daily living, hope for our future because we're comforted in knowing what's ahead and motivation for our work for the Lord here in this day. This ensures us that this journey is worth the ride. It's worth the study, and God wants us to understand it. So let's dig in to Revelation in future lessons. We'll take it one little bit at a time. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us for future episodes of this journey as we dig into the things that are coming. And we are waiting for them, and we are preparing And we are trying to do what God has called us to do as we wait. It is worth it. Amen. Praise God. I pray you are blessed today. In Jesus' name. Amen.